Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. What'd you do this weekend, bud? It was another weekend of just tons of sports. There was college basketball. I think you got a tournament winner again or something. NBA was fantastic. There was great NBA games both days. Um, the golf was golf. Um, what else is going on? There was UFC. Um, somebody hit a big underdog, that grass old lady. Was I should go. Yeah, I should go back XFL. and look at years past. Um, I feel like the Atlantic Sun is maybe it's because I just get burnt out uh further down. The Atlantic Sun is the first tournament, always. It's not the first tournament to finish, but it's always the first one I write about. And I feel like I've always done well in that one for some reason. Maybe it's because I spend the most time on it. I'm all excited. But yeah, the Kennesaw State Owls, as high as three, four, five to one at some places. Uh, not only that, but I did, I mentioned it on the show last week. I said, man, I just don't understand how they don't end up at least in the final. Um, that should be like 75% to happen. And they were pricing it at minus 135. So I did have a free roller into the final there. I placed a little of that. So but great for them to win. And yes, Kevin, it, it sucks. But the unfortunate truth is uh, of the 32 tournaments, probably going to have a lot of teams. It won't be the last team that loses. Although there were some, there were some real heartbreakers. Indiana State, I, who knows what kind of... Uh, you know, who knows what kind of test they would have given Drake there in the final, but uh, Indiana State losing right at the end of the MVC, that was a seven to one. Um, if they could have held that game, uh, they would have been in the final. Uh, the Radford in the Big South was a five to one. They they lost on a kind of a last minute bucket to uh, Eastern Washington, I guess, just bad pick by me. They got the, they were up huge. Eastern Eastern Washington was up by a bunch. And that's on them for letting a bad team back into it in a conference tournament they should uh, they should not have struggled with. So I'm going to spend all day after this. I'm doing some draft stuff too, but a lot of time uh, writing conference tournaments. There's like 16 tournaments that are starting between Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So I have a lot of the skeletons of those previews written, but I have to decide who I think wins, almost all of them at this point. I'll have one later on in the show, but lot of that uh otherwise what i did this weekend noops i i'm not technically an assistant coach but uh i'm kind of like the mascot such helper for a under 12 uh girls volleyball team and the funniest part was some teams didn't show up to a tournament we ended up in the losers bracket and uh because we didn't play so well in pool play a lot. And same thing, guys, as Hilmers. A lot of really close matches where we lost by two. You know, it'd be, you know, some first to 25, had to extend the score to like a 26-24. Just tough pool play. But the best part about losing in pool play, you end up in the soft bracket. And for some reason, if you win that bracket, you get medals. Like, hey, you're the best of the worst. So congrats to those girls. They got the, the mood of an 11-year-old improves greatly if you give them a medal after they've uh, beaten some other lesser teams. So kind of came out of the weekend a champion a couple different ways. Kennesaw State and that. I mean, your record was whatever and one, right? Uh, I mean, they won, they won some games in the, in the pool play, but no, you know, no best of three. So 
but that still sounds like they had a pretty good record. I mean, what are we looking at? Yeah, six and, and two, eight and two. A lot of po- a lot of points scored too. So just a lot of scoring, some good serving. You know, the, the service return is really improving. Let's go. Uh, they don't have like a team mascot because it's Jo. So you don't take the high school team's mascot. It's just like Stewie under eleven purple team. So let's go purple team. Purple team. Purple team. I do have. There's some good NBA questions we'll get to. I won't spend a lot of time on golf. I should stop doing this on Monday. I'm just trying to fill time, apparently. Well, I just I I look at it. I have some ideas, but I really don't like to make outright bets until bookmaker pops up. It's and all they're part not of the up on Mondays. So, and this essentially it's the same field as last week, guys. You're seeing a lot of the same names, and you know, Rom, Rory, Scheffler on top. That's how it's going to be. For all of these elevated events, I, I don't know that they'll skip a lot of these at all. And I mean, just looking at you got JT Cantley, Homa, 20 ish, Sander, Victor. I'll probably bet Victor again. Honestly, like if I find a 30 on Victor Hovland, I know he he had some luck. You know, you're not going to get aces and chip ins from the fairway every week, but I thought he played really well. I thought uh, Finau played well. I thought Jason Jason Day is probably someone I mean continue to bet. My card is going to look very similar to last week because this is not that dissimilar of a course. Uh, the conditions should be probably pretty similar as well. So I will probably be avoiding the big dogs again, going a little further down the card. But like we talked about last week with Noonan, not too far. Although that was kind of uh, I kind of took one in the rear on that as a two hundred to one. Kurt Kitayama did take the tournament down, but that's another one where good luck finding which one of those long shots is going to be near the top of the board because other than him, the rest of the top of the board was just chalk. I mean, it was all, you know, 30 and below prices. So I'm looking at a similar card. I'll have some stuff out as we go later this week. Matchups did pretty well, though. Uh, Everyone except the one I talked about on the show one <laughs> so, that's why you gotta do the bed sports golf thing I yeah mean, sorry about that but they, it's yeah, really they're, that they're, easy or you know the go to bedsportsgolf.com and subscribe to the newsletter i put another one in there every week too for free uh if you just want free picks and you don't want to pay for anything that's fine like there's gonna be a free uh full tournament head-to-head in the newsletter every week that that one that one won fairly easily i believe that one uh was decided by the cut line so that was pretty easy I like it. So, all right. Do you want to do you want to talk six man of the year quick before you get into your pick? Well, like, quickly, is it, I is guess it, we is it too it. is it too early to like? It's not too early for rookie of the year to be like decided, <sighs> I guess. But six man's such a goofy market because we've seen this all, during the beginning of the season. Alex, there was favorites that's like, oh shit, he got a job. It's like you like once once you get it, you're just oh you're done with the market because you're going to start too much. Is there any? worries about either of the top two picks like starting at all during this season we're quickly my only regret at this point is that i just haven't done a better job of going through and saving six man um prices throughout the year i mean this this has been nuts we had a point where russell westbrook was minus 250 i I think he even touched the minus 300s at some point um you know now we're looking at uh, depending on where you look, I mean, I know quickly is anywhere from minus 125. I think there was a PPH uh, that has them at minus 1200 or, or something like that. So it's, 
I think this is kind of what we talked about at the beginning of the year a lot. There hasn't been a clear-cut candidate for this award all season. There really hasn't been anybody. Westbrook was the favorite for some reason for a long time. Um, you know, it was supposed to be Jordan Poole, but he gets pushed into the starting lineup, basically. So that kind of wipes him out. Um, you start to look down the board. Then it was, well, I guess we'll just give it to Brogdon because the Celtics are good. But he's not really exciting. He's probably, he might not even be the best. But he might not even be the best bench player on his own team at this point. And you know, we thought it would be Maxi as he filled into that Sixers role. And Ma Maxi's been great, and he's gotten a little bit of support. But I mean, just blowing you know kind of through here the pack if you will at the end of the race i mean we've got emmanuel quickly who and a lot of good things going for him weak field putting up huge numbers at the right time of the year putting up huge numbers on national tv games and he's on a new york team folks i mean we saw it happen with thibodeau a couple of years in that coach of the year award where uh, you know the knicks got hot got a home playoff series and all of a sudden after it was monty williams or quinn snyder all season thibodeau comes out of nowhere to win coach of the year so um not quite totally out of nowhere this time but uh, you know I, I threw it out i think it was on tuesday last week you know if you don't have any quickly get some i hope you did because man that thing moved fast so Again, I don't really see a better option. I mean, you know, Brogdon does deserve some consideration, but it does. Maybe it's just quickly here. But as we've seen, it's flip-flop. So who knows? You know, another couple of weeks, maybe somebody else, you know, maybe Norman Powell averages 40 a week off the bench for the last month of the season. Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm not taking any of the long shots. Um, any chance Brunson and IQ could win? Yeah, most improved player for Brunson basically would be the award there. Again, it was something that I think a couple of weeks ago I probably would have kind of rolled my eyes at a little bit, you know, even feeling a little confident about quickly. But you look at most improved player of the year, it looks like marketing has really grabbed a stranglehold of it. The Shea Gilders-Alexander injury these last couple of weeks has, you know, really cleared things up for that. Yeah, most improved player. I mean, I, I the way these things have been moving so quickly and it's been changing such a ton, the only award that I think you shouldn't bet is rookie of the year, but you know, I'm looking at Brunson plus 320. I don't love that number. I was hoping for something maybe closer to plus 450, plus 500. But I can't hold it against you at this point to place a small wager on Brunson. The way the Knicks are just sprinting to the end of the season here. And again, you've got that New York media vote. It's going to be a lot closer than people realize. I'm down. All right. Yeah, no, we I, we know we know what you're talking about. Go ahead, parlay it if you can. I wonder if someone might I let you do that. that. I love that. I looked at that. There's some places right that, that, uh, that there's places that will let you parlay conference championship bets for uh, this week. If you, if you want to get real, <laughs> right, see if we could do that. I don't know. Do the because it's I, I mean, I mean, the New York media vote correlated parlay. I finally did that one year. I, I got sick of like, uh, you know, there'd be these conferences where it was like clear, like, hey, Dayton is minus two fifty to win the tournament, and it's just like, man. They're an at-large. They're going to win this tournament. I can't bet that. I think it was back when – who was the really good player on Dayton like four years – three, four years ago? I can't think of now. Probably in the NBA. It's going to bother me. But, uh, like, it was just so apparent they were going to win the tournament that I parlay – Obi Toppin, yeah, thank you. I was going to parlay them with, like, Gonzaga, and it, it paid, like, even money. And I looked – the more and more I looked at it, it's like, shit, this is a really good parlay. And then I think one of the, it was like, oh, guess what? We're canceling all the tournaments because like, uh, uh, it was like COVID year. I think that's what happened to that one. So, But tonight, you do have a bet. Tonight in the association, something actionable that we're going to gamble on right now. Lay it on me. What are we doing this? What are we doing this for? 
tiny slate. Usually Monday is a bigger day. Only six games for us tonight. Um, you know, quickly going through, I've got one play here. Um, Celtics Cavaliers, that should be a lot of fun. The Cavaliers are six and a half point favorites at home over the Boston Celtics. Uh, that means everyone's sitting on Boston. Jalen Brown's probably going to be out tonight. Time Lord might be out. Horford, so just wait and see what the actual injuries are for that one. Should be a nice spot for the Cleveland Cavaliers. My Sixers, six and a half point favorites over the Pacers. Um, wanted to bet the Pacers, but on a back-to-back, Halliburton's on 100%. It's a real messy spot, so lean Pacers, but we'll pass that one. Uh Producer Dan's Atlanta Hawks, three-point underdogs against the Miami Heat. The Heat have been taking some money this morning. I'm not really sure what's up there. Um, that number looked pretty close. Maybe a little bit of value on the under, a little bit of value on the Hawks early on. But we'll see. I mean, maybe I'll play the Hawks if this gets out to three and a half, four. But want to see what's going on there with the movement. Nuggets, six and a half point favorites over the Raptors, right on my number. Uh, the Kings to light the beam, minus five. Um, against the Pelicans. That looked pretty good. I was thinking about playing an under there, but I need to figure out whether um, De'Aaron Fox is out. So if Fox is out, you know, grab the under there. But the one bet I did actually place, and um, just double check if you've got a schedule that you're using earlier from the year. It looks like a few things moved around. Um, there was a game that post that was postponed. It was a Wizards-Pistons game. And um, the last couple of days, there have been a few games, I think, that have been moved around to try to, you know, kind of help them out. If for whatever reason, for my preseason schedule, I had this game listed as tomorrow. But the Detroit Pistons host the Portland Trailblazers. And I know the Pistons are an absolute mess. They were 16-point underdogs in Cleveland just the other day. And, man, that was a pretty good number. Cavaliers actually covered that. I mean, no Bogdanovich, no Kate Cunningham. But I go up against the Portland team really with – no centers to speak of without Nurkic here. Drew Eubanks has just been getting obliterated by big men the last couple of weeks. And um, as much as Detroit doesn't really have much, they do have Marvin Bagley and they do have James Wiseman, two guys that are going to pick and roll the Portland's Portland Trailblazers team to death. Bagley should have a good night. I'm going to try to look around and see, maybe find some of his props or something like that. We'll see. Um, you know, again, should be a pretty good night for him. So um, really like this spot for the Pistons at home. The Blazers, um, I believe, on a back-to-back as well. It was a bad schedule spot. I can't remember exactly what it was. But, again, great spot for Detroit here. I'm going to take the points. Nothing better than holding your nose for a stinky underdog. Yeah, and how about Halliburton? Good shot for anybody holding the Bulls under 36 and a half wins at this point. <laughs> I did I did add a little bit to that when we, uh, when we did our – Win total Wednesday in the middle of the season was a lot of fun. Um, first preview off the press is not quite ready yet. Uh, just I just have to put an image file and make sure I get an affiliate link in there in case anybody needs a sports book. Put a little cash in. I, it doesn't even go in my pocket, buddy. I'm on salary. Just helps the company, I suppose. But uh, the WAC tournament does start tomorrow along with everything i believe it is the acc the a10 the big west the maac uh, atlantic 10 i maybe said already and the WAC all start tomorrow so there is uh five tournaments starting tomorrow and then nine on wednesday the american and the mac with one a sneaky great sports squeaks coming up here yeah this is this is a fun one the yeah uh, the american athletic and the mac don't begin till the ninth and then the ivy league of course, the pain in the ass that they are only plays on the weekends, so that is Saturday and Sunday. It's always just a four-team tournament at one of the schools. They always have it Saturday and Sunday because they're not going to miss class. It's getting close to, to finals week anyway here, So, and it's probably just going to be Yale. Like Yale is very good. Uh, everybody in my mentions on my post about the falling in love with the 12 seed was posting Bulldog stuff because they like Drake. 
I think you might be on the wrong bulldog for 12. I might be a, I might be a Yaley. I kind of like them as a 12 seat. They're going to, yeah, they're going to be in there. And yeah, there's no day basketball today, which stinks, but boy, guys, we're, we're about to get there. Like we're going to have so many tournaments going on at once here over the next few days. I have of my conference bets that I've made already. I have Cleveland state, St. Mary's, Towson, and Oral Roberts in action today, as well as Louisiana and Furman in the finals. And I will say this about Furman. Uh, I don't care if they lose. I, I'm i going to bet. I'm, I'll probably just take Nuga and the points. Um, I would like to see. That's a fun story. Like, they snuck one past us. Uh, the best play, maybe one of the better players in the league, out for the year, and then suddenly he's back in for the conference tournament. And you have like a seven seed ripping through the bracket, beating everybody another in the finals. So I kind of want to see him finish that off and go to the tournament. Nuke is a fun team. So if Furman were to lose, I'm going to break even. Uh, do as you will. You could probably get the money line at, uh, you know, maybe like a two to one at this point. But back to the whack. This one is going to be in Vegas. And I think they wanted to have it at the Orleans. Uh, you'll never get the, the full story on this, but... Uh, the West Coast Conference had it. So they said, well, we'll go to Mandalay, but then we'll move to the Orleans when the WCC is done. So the first round, which is tomorrow, will be played at the Mandalay Bay, whatever the hell it's called, McLeod Ultra Arena. And then they're going to move over the whole tournament to the Orleans because Gonzaga, St. Mary's will have already taken place like that. That tournament will be done at that point. So they can, it looks like the, yeah, the final is Tuesday in the WCC. So they will move over there. But the whole thing is neutral court. Everything is in loss wages. And I'm looking at, as I often do, I, I'm a big second favorite guy, I guess. But this is more of a, hey, FanDuel's hanging a bad price. And I was about to say, hey, please don't go blow this up at FanDuel because I haven't published my preview yet, but I don't care. You guys go make some money if you want to. A lot of places have Utah Valley, like plus 150, plus 160, 175 is kind of a, a standard market price for them. And for some damn reason, uh, it's plus 240 right now at FanDuel. Like that price is, that price is wrong. Um, it should be probably plus 175, maybe bad. It's it's a decent toss-up between the top two teams. They did only get to play each other once during the uh, regular season because of the unbalanced schedule. But Sam Houston State, Utah Valley, I have them both as about a 35% chance to take this bracket down. Plus 240 is uh, about 29.5%, I think. So just some value in the number. Uh, another one you could look at if you want to get sneaky. The only thing is I hated taking both because it's like a Dutch at that point. They're on the same side of the bracket. Is uh, uh, God, no, I can't even think of the Southern Utah. The, all the Utah schools, I guess. And there's a bigger home field, home field, home court advantage for these teams because some of them do play at a bit of altitude. But uh, it's hard to say how some are going to play on a neutral. But the Thunderbirds of Southern Utah did beat both top seeds. And they have the same exact buy advantage. The top four teams will have one buy. So Southern Utah, despite being the three seed, will have the same advantages as the top two seeds. It gets the exact same first round buy. It gets the play on a neutral just like everybody else. And honestly, it may be a little tougher first or quarterfinal matchup and likely uh, Stephen F. Austin, but I don't hate them at seven to one either. That number's 
about right. Uh, it's just, it's a really big team. They have a big front court. They're really great at offensive rebounding slash keeping the other team from extended possessions that way. So I don't mind them at seven to one either, but my official bet will be Utah Valley. Anything, I mean, two to one or better. is just magic for them right now. I like it. Looks that's like a nice little edge there. And again, it's so I whack. agree, Dan pointed earlier. There's no day college basketball. That's so annoying. It's it's the worst. Like just Speaking figure figure annoying, it out. There's no you can't watch any of these tennis matches I'm about to talk talk on. I don't know why you can't watch qualifiers. I don't know why. I want to watch qualifiers. Not even on like the what's the subscription to just like the tennis TV sub. You can't catch it there. No, they don't have it on Tennis Channel or anything like that. Apparently, there's no cameras or qualifiers. God, I hate tennis. I've watched some. I've watched some messed up streams where it's like there's one camera looking down at the court. There's like three people watching. So maybe hunt around, but you know what? You can always watch it on Flash Score. That's all. I'll have to find a flash score it up or something like that. But yes, this is a fun couple of weeks. Um, we've got tournament and NCAA basketball. There's tournaments this week. Obviously, March Madness is coming up, but it's also, Andy, the Sunshine Double. Oh, and I'm God, sure that yeah. you know what the Sunshine Double is. And if you're not familiar, that is two tournaments that are back to back. And I think this, I'm trying to remember if we had the true Sunshine Double last year, if they had to move Indian Wells again. But um, for a couple of years, because of COVID, we didn't get to do this. It's um, the two biggest, basically, non uh, Grand Slam tournaments. In tennis, we start in Indian Wells here, and it's kind of a fun tournament. Um, they start on a Wednesday and then finish the following week, and then they go to Miami to kind of do the same thing. So uh, that means we have qualifiers today and tomorrow. We'll have a bunch of outright talk tomorrow, I'm sure. Um, the draw should be out in time. And it's West Coast. It's California tennis. So none of the this match starts as the show is happening kind of nonsense. You at least have a couple hours. So it's a lot of fun. Are you looking at any ATP stuff? If, do you have your ATP model going, or is it just too much college basketball? Not, not, not. Yeah, there's too much college basketball going on right now. Slash, it's the players. But also, I'm I just won't be looking. I will look at it, just not in qualifiers. Like I'll wait till there's a draw, and I'll get into it at that point. But I'll probably take some outrights. Although the men's outrights is going to be a little less fun. There's a, uh, there's a player that's missing. But uh, I didn't still, know that was still a thing. It's Did you know still, that was still a thing? I didn't. I am curious how that goes. I don't want to get into the politics of that because, man, I've I've been over on Facebook recently. Jesus Christ, guys! But uh, yeah, apparently there's still vaccine um, restrictions as far as playing, so it'll still be pretty top heavy. But the men's the men's I, I will definitely have some quarter prices. So these are not uh, the size of a Grand Slam bracket. But they're still big. They're big. You know, these are 1,000 style brackets. So you'll have decent quarter prices and some long shots. I'm, I'm definitely going to be looking at that this week. Both weeks. Yeah, it's – I think it's 128 spots if there's a ton of buys or something. So there's like half of a first round and then like a real first round of a 64 or something. But, yeah, it's a lot of fun. But let's get into it. Qualifiers today in the women's um, tournament. I believe the men's have qualifiers as well today. But three looks I like this afternoon. And, again – I'll be afternoon plays. Um, the first couple here start right around 2 p.m. Eastern, so you've got a little while. We'll start with Robin Montgomery. This movie number has actually moved away from me a little bit. Young American player I like quite a bit. Um, has really been building up you know, her level, playing ITF, playing some of these smaller tournaments. Um, would be really interested to see how she could do here in California, if she can get through qualifying here. And uh, basically have her in this first match as a pick against Magdalena Freck. Freck is a solid favorite at minus 140. And again, um, I was able to get Montgomery plus 
plus 115. I'm looking at plus 120, and um, looks like Freck money is still coming in. So maybe I'll go back and add a little bit more. It's it's kind of a tough match to handicap because, you know, Freck, again, kind of a uh, veteran of the tour, someone that generally plays higher level, and it's hard to compare how they're going to do against younger players. But a lot of my numbers show good indicators here for Montgomery. And, again, I expect this to be a very close match. So happy to take really either players and underdogs. So I'll take Montgomery here, plus 15. You can find plus 20. Um, and then Yasleen Bonaventure goes up against Victoria Kuzmova. And I'll take a first set over nine and a half here. Um, these have been a little tougher to find. One of our favorite offshore books, Andy, has pulled down um, WTA first set overs here the last um, five or six days. Hopefully it comes back when we get the main draw here. But pretty much all the regulated, a couple regulated books have this. I think I found this at DraftKings. Points Bet also has it as well. Um, but again, first set over nine and a half. Had this closer to minus 125 myself. Um, maybe even would have hung a cheap 10 if I had a chance there to get the push um, and draw on some money here if I were a book. But again, should be an absolute battle of a first set. Two women that are strong servers, um, know how to hold through. And I think that'll be, again, a really competitive first set. And if I get a chance to follow this match a little bit, um, we'll probably even look at like a second set under. Should be really that nice flow that I talk about. Long first set, quick second set in the WTA. And then parlay here. Two favorites again. Start with Ashlyn Kruger. She goes up against Laura Pagosi. Uh, really like the way Kruger's been playing the last few weeks. Pagosi should be absolutely outmatched here. Um, the price I had for this parlay was minus 285. I had this closer to minus 350. So like Kruger here quite a bit. And Vavara Gracheva, someone who I, I honestly, I, I went back and looked. I don't know if I've ever bet on Vavara Gracheva before. This might be an absolute first. <laughs> I bet against her like 25 times over the last few seasons, but has been playing solid tennis and is just a much better player. She goes up against Petra Marcinko. I'm not really entirely sure who that is um, or what she even doing here in qualifying for Indian Wells. Um, some better names here, but was able to get into the field and again, playing some solid tennis at much lower levels, but this is going to be a big step up for her. And as, although I'm someone who doesn't rate Kracheva very highly, uh, the market has her at minus 210. I had this closer to minus 275. So put them both together, you get plus 105. So a parlay, a first set over, and then a smite, small underdog for the afternoon. I concur. Is that it? Is that all we got? Well, we should talk what about... Did I, what did I put um, on the side? Oh, draft markets? This thing and, and this guy, he threw a football real far, and everyone's real excited about that. Do you want yeah, to talk about it now, talk. or do you and VR? Do you and VR, what's the next fifth-year op, fifth option? Fifth-year option, um, not only will we have it this Thursday, but I think we're going to do it live for once. We'll have a guest. So you guys yes. who like to join in on the chat on the YouTube can pop Prince in. Prince free. Um, yeah, Brinson, we're going to get him as well. But it's, it'll be Ben Solak of uh, The Ringer. I think he's with The Ringer now. That guy's written for a bunch of places. Very smart. He's already said some He's already said some really smart things in some chats that had me thinking. So uh, going to get some of his takes on the markets and how to view some of these performances from the combine. Because a lot of it was like, hey, this guy was expected to do this. Guy was expected to do that. This was, uh, you know, sometimes it's more of, hey, this was a surprise, or this was a bad surprise, or, you know, we can't really make actionable information or choices on this guy because he has a pro day yet and he didn't do everything, or, you know, some of the even some of the weights for running backs and some of it comparing the weight to their athletic times. Like, hey, this guy came in heavy. But he ran fast, like some, uh, you know, some some goofy things can happen with uh, the combine and some of the markets. I'd say more our markets overreact 
then react accordingly. So it's still an informational game. We still need to be listening to the right people. And yeah, you can check that out Tuesday, Thursday afternoon over uh, same YouTube channel. So subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't. That would be silly if you didn't. And uh, yeah, I'll be back Wednesday. Noops will be here tomorrow with Matt uh, while I'm off talking golf. And we'll catch you then, guys.